Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on an area such as marketing, sales, innovation or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players, where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entry or knowing how to navigate the uncertainties of disruptive developments. Mindfeeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I am working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. So I'm today here with Dan Morris and he's based in New York in Manhattan and we're going to be talking today about following topic, five ways to make hiring good salespeople easier to fuel your startup growth. Before we get started, Dan, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hey Christian, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for having me on, on the podcast. Sure, yeah, I mean... Um, Way back, I was in a band and we thought we might have a shot, but the lead singer got signed to a recording contract and the rest of the band didn't. So I started a finance career at a big bank. I quickly realized that because it was moving too slowly, uh, it wasn't for me. So I started working with small, fast growing companies. And over the last 15 years, I've helped founding teams in the US and the UK and Australia to develop their sales processes and accelerate growth. And some of the results those teams that I've worked with have achieved include a $100 million sale of a service business, 61, number 61 on the ink list of a different business, winning Fortune 100, Fortune 100 companies as clients for others. And really over those years of supporting fast growing businesses, I've noticed a couple of common things. 
most founders lack either the time or the experience to build a repeatable sales process and prepare for growth effectively. And that, that causes so much pain, missed targets, missed goals, wasted money, bad feelings, and a, and a bad fit. And you know, there are many ways to solve that. And so we're really focused on solving that problem and helping businesses to grow. Cool. That sounds definitely an important part of business. So um, how can actually businesses actually, especially startups, grow with finding and hiring the right salespeople? Well, it's, a, it's always a very big question, isn't it? The first salesperson, hiring the first salesperson always seems to be the hardest thing. And once you've got that first salesperson in place, at what point can the CEO or the, the founding team really begin to look to adding the next person and beginning to grow? And you know what we found is that most CEOs have experienced bringing in a salesperson too early, and that person then wastes a lot of time, does not succeed, and then there's a, a tough discussion that ends up happening. Most most founders have had that experience before they get it right, and so how do you go about it? Well. Any founder who is going to grow a sales process first has to create it. They really have to get people outside of their immediate network to be able to see the value in the product that they've built or the service that they offer. And they can really benefit by paying attention to what they're saying and what they're doing during that period. So you know, by recording their calls, by using emails regularly, so using templates, producing other sorts of basic sales materials like a proposal that you don't change massively. And so you begin to build the assets that you actually need to give a salesperson when they start with this new enthusiasm at your business to be able to apply their skills to the process that you already have. Yeah, that's true because then it's much easier because if you suddenly have that client who wants to buy your stuff and he says, yeah, okay, send me uh, material. I, I need to discuss it with my, my people so we get started tomorrow. I said, uh, <laughs> right. oh, heck, where do we get this stuff? We haven't done it. We haven't got any copy. We haven't done any text, any graphics and so on. We haven't even got screenshots or demo set up. Yes. Oh, show me now. Show me now. Can you show me a demo now? Oh. Uh, we don't have a demo. Uh, <laughs> right. Can you give me a price? Um, I've got to go and talk to people and I'll come back to you in two weeks. That just doesn't work. Exactly. And the founder quite often does not recognize how much they innovate when they're mm -hmm. selling themselves. So they know what they can afford to sell this for. They know what they're mm -hmm. prepared to sell this for. And they can make that decision on the call live. You bring in a salesperson who is not yet empowered to make those sorts of decisions and does not know all of the tolerances, and they stall. And so confusion stops progress. And so anything that the founder can do, the founding team can do to remove confusion and try and maintain momentum is key. Mm. So if you, if you look at the trends in business growth, 
There's increasing market complexity. There's increasing demand for content as part of the sales process. Even before you speak to a salesperson now, people are doing so much more research. They already know a lot about the service or the product that they're going to be buying before they talk to a salesperson, which also means that it's increasingly difficult to actually gain those meetings with your prospect. And so when you start growing the business, you recognize that it's actually harder than ever to get those things right. And then you bring in sales talent. And if you haven't enabled those people with those things, <laughs> the content and the, the guidelines and even a pricing sheet, it can sound so simple, but we see it all the time that founders try and hire the experience they don't have and they don't close that gap of just putting in the building blocks first. So the second tip really is to develop any missing collateral that is required. And one good one is a, a description of the customer that you serve best. So you, you might call that a persona, you might call that an ideal customer profile to really just document what are the characteristics of what makes an ideal client? Yeah, so that you have like a, a client avatar and that, so you have a better understanding as well, what maybe is relevant as well for the buyer. Yeah, so you start a new salesperson in their role. They're enthusiastic, they're excited, they believe in the business, they believe that they can make money there, which is very important when you're trying to hire sales talent. And then you get you say, okay, go. Well, who, where do they start? So you've got to make that decision and you've got to give them some guidance. And ideally, before you bring in a salesperson, you should be generating leads already. So we've seen that the most successful businesses make the founders really busy first with marketing or outreach support to fill their calendar. They then document the process that they go through. And then once they've closed a couple of deals, they can actually start building confidence that somebody else can do this process for them, right? If you think about training somebody to do a process that you don't know how to do, they're not going to get it right. And anyone who's ever hired a virtual assistant and under-trained them, or anyone who's ever hired a team member and realized they didn't give them a good brief will really feel that pain because it just doesn't work well. And you end up having to do the work alongside them. And if you can document as you're doing the work, then you've got your training resources ready to go and you'll minimize the amount of questions that that person needs to ask. And with salespeople, If you can start generating leads through whatever works for your business, content marketing, it could be ads, it could be outreach, it could be partnerships, start generating those leads, give your salesperson a head start. You're on a much better path for that person being successful, adding a lot of value to your business and really wanting to be part of the business in the long term. Yeah, so that then as well, he when he arrives, he, he knows he's got something to start getting doing. And instead of just saying, okay, you, you do another sales and says, okay, and who do I call? Who are, who are leads? I don't know. <laughs> that would be, of course, quite a waste because then he gets, ah, oh, what? I've got a crazy bunch of people who are doing something, building something, but they have absolutely no idea who to sell it to. 
and I'll just figure out first as, as well what the thing does because they don't yes. know themselves. Yes, yeah. and this happens all the time mm. because well-meaning founders hire overconfident salespeople who have never launched a product to market before but just had a really good experience at a, at a business before and closed a lot of deals. They did not recognize how much support they actually had, how much that business they previously worked for had momentum, how many resources they had available, all of the documentation and content they had available and the practice that they had selling it. And then they moved to a new startup and the founder buys their confidence but does not prepare them to succeed in the same way. And it happens all the time. Yeah, so of course, um, like if you've got somebody who's maybe selling photocopy machines and so on, of course, he's got all the marketing material, everything. Everybody knows the brand. And uh, um, you've got, of course, all the description of the products. You've got everything from support, the contacts, everything there. And even if the buyer says, okay, I want to buy it from this overconfident guy and you haven't got your contracts, your legal documents to let him sign somewhere to buy it, whatever it is, he can't close them. Right. Yeah. And the lack of experience on both sides there mm -hmm. is the challenge because the founder might be very technical, for example. Often mm -hmm. technical founders don't align themselves with the sales skill set. Yeah, they, they don't necessarily believe that they're great salespeople and they need to hire a salesperson to fill the gap. And they're, they're not wrong, but mm. there is that learning and building piece in order that they can be successful. And a salesperson who's coming into a brand new business who's had some success before may just believe that they've got the knack for selling, uh, but that they don't recognize they need to build those building blocks as well. And so Yeah, the, the, the next tip really is prepare to enable your salesperson. So it's as you're working the leads and you're closing your next couple of deals, pay attention. Again, the pricing that you use, the way that you bundle services, the contract terms that you're using. Maybe you can make a template or a worksheet that makes it really easy to price. What is negotiable? Can you give them a list? Do you realize how much you're using your founder's CEO credibility to say, we will get this done for you? Well, they're not going to buy that same message from a salesperson as they would from the founder. And so you know, you've got to really be paying attention to how you can give that salesperson permission to construct a deal that makes that deal get over the line. How can you empower them to make those sorts of decisions while building sensible deals for the business, sticking within margin guidelines and so on. Yeah, because otherwise, of course, the salesperson just can't actually execute because half the stuff is just missing. Hmm. Yeah, there are only so many levers you can pull. You know, like enthusiasm will get you a long way with a very transactional product and, and something that you can convey a lot of, of positivity around. With a more consultative product or a longer sales cycle, it really comes down to steadily matching all of the things that that prospect needs with what you're able to do and then validating that you're able to do it as well as other people that are better time or a better rate or maybe you're able to add even more value than them 
by building in a whole lot of additional experience that they'll get from working with your business. There's so many different levers, but just coming in as a salesperson without knowing what levers you can pull, that can be challenging. And so the final one is to produce a realistic role description. Yeah. And there's a big difference there. Hmm. And 2020 especially showed us that remote working is is here to stay. And, you know, those people who've still got a job description that says on it, fully stocked office, refrigerator, snack cupboards, and beer have to reevaluate the, 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 the way they're trying to attract people to the business because they may not be working from an office a lot of the time. Who knows in some markets when they will be going back to an office at all. And so if those three things are high on the reasons why you should go and work for this business, you need to really reassess that and understand that this person is giving you their time and their, their career. How can you realistically manage their expectations of what you think they can do? Yeah, what you can you think just... they're going to need? Exactly, because otherwise, can't you just change it to a fully stacked fridge in the home office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen people do that yet. <laughs> yeah, like a like a subscription, Amazon subscription, stock beer and everything. You automatically comes every month coffee and everything <laughs> unlimited cold brew yeah some people might fall for it but i think some people might say mm, i i need something different no yeah i mean you know when you're when you're bringing in early salespeople. And again, you know, most of the work that we do is with early stage businesses where the founders have recognized that they need to bring in help. They need to bring in a skill set that they don't necessarily have, and they're going to try and accelerate. When they're bringing in salespeople, they're not bringing in salespeople to an established large team that's already hitting goals all the time. It's much easier then to establish that that person's going to be able to do it as well. But when you're at the the early stage, your first or second salesperson, it's really got to be about cultural fit. Are they minded like you to try and help the people that you want to serve? Have they closed deals that are in that sort of uh, value that you're shooting for in the industry that you've recognized you're a best fit for before? Are they going to be able to find it easy to pick up your language? And are you going to be able to work remotely with them effectively? And if they're the case and they, they're feeling good about the investment and they know that you've got this repeatable process built out as far as it can be at least, uh, a repeatable negotiation set of tools and, and pricing, supporting collateral, and that the CEO has recorded a load of calls that they can listen to, that gives them a really strong baseline to know, okay, well, I know this is an early stage business. It's a big opportunity. And I know that I've got these resources available. And that means that you're going to be able to bring in somebody who can leverage those things to really get the job done. Yeah, because otherwise it's just uh, frustrating for all sides. Not only that you, of course, have course to pay a salary to a certain level, but they might as well have expected to have a certain salary coming in. And then because they can't close any deals, there's no commission, no, no bonus and all these things. Right. And, yeah. you know, if you look at the stats today, think about mm. SaaS businesses, mm. it, it's taking longer than ever 
for salespeople to ramp up to full productivity. And, you know, when, when I say longer than ever, I'm talking about in the SMB space, your account exec should, could take six to nine months to get up to speed in terms of being fully at their quota. Yeah, in the enterprise space, it's 12 months plus because there's so much complexity to these uh, products and you've really got to learn all the ins and outs of exactly what they do and who they do it for and how it works, how to use the resources around you within the business to get things done. And that often assumes that somebody else is doing lead generation for them. You know, so if you're in a smaller business that has less complexity, but you're expecting your salespeople to spend a lot of time on lead generation as well, you've got to know that you've got to give them a reasonable ramp up time to actually get to productivity, not bring them in and, and the first quarter with no inbound leads, give them a huge number and expect that to be motivating. Um, the, the opposite is often true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um yeah, was really interesting so far. Do we have the five tips all in, or yeah? So the the wow. top the top five are document your sales process, mm -hmm. develop any missing collateral, mm -hmm. start generating leads that you can work and develop a process that they can then follow. Then prepare to enable your salesperson. Like set up the deals that you've done on paper so they can see the way that you put them together and let them know that you're they're authorized to repeat or not repeat without your approval mm -hmm. and then produce a realistic role description let them know how early stage this is and the opportunity to work directly with the ceo to to develop this that mm -hmm. can be a really great opportunity as long as you're aligned with the fact that you're going to help them get up to speed because otherwise you'll see longer ramp up times after hiring the salesperson which means more cash spent before the contract is signed yeah. the salesperson may never reach productivity unless you really help develop that momentum that momentum mm. and the worst thing that can happen for a founder that hires a salesperson is that person does not make it and that then means that a founder has to jump back into contributing to sales themselves for much longer which means the business is restricted in its growth and i'm sure a lot of your listeners uh, a lot of business owners will really identify with that because it happens all the time and yeah you know, this guide will make it available for your listeners so they can work through that and uh, hopefully save themselves uh, a whole lot of time and create some additional momentum that's awesome so uh, it was great having you here on the show, Dan. And if people want to reach out, find out more about you, what you do and that, how can they get in contact with you? Sure. Thank you very much for having us on the show. I really hope that everyone's found that these tips are, are going to be useful for them as they focus on where to go and how to grow in 21. Uh, if they want to get hold of us, um, our website is mindracerconsulting.com. And if you go to mindracerconsulting.com slash growth zone, we'll make this resource available for download and they can have direct access to that. Wow, that's awesome. Fantastic. And I'll add as well the link to the comment text for the podcast so people can as well click on it if they want to copy and paste it from their mobile device or from the other devices, depending whether listening to this episode. That sounds great. Thanks again, Christian. Thank you too.
I hope you enjoy today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. For those of you who are listening and signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a free copy of the ultimate guide on content marketing. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years. It also got me contracts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized entrepreneurs and enterprises as clients. And that even included international clients from all around the world. The link to sign up for our free broadcasting service and the guide is follow.prmediareach.com That will give you access to the most recent version of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me as well on Twitter by using the Twitter handle CAP Barge. That's spelled Charlie Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. Yes, that is C-A-P, Barge. Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel.